Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, February 24th. S&P futures are up about seven points. That's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about the same amount. That's 27 points. That works out to about 20 basis points as well. The major European indices are rallying about 40 to 50 basis points. A lot of the same trends as far as the sectoral breakdown that you've been seeing in the last couple of days. So Travel stocks or the reopening names continue to trade very well. You're seeing some mild outperformance in cyclical groups um, as well. Tech is underperforming, but just mildly, it's still in the green in Europe this morning. Asia was actually hit very hard across the board. Um, Hong Kong in particular, Hong Kong fell about 3%. The Hong Kong government came out and announced a surprise stamp duty tax hike. So that's essentially tax on stock trading um, that that weighed on equities, not only in Hong Kong, but also mainland China and, and didn't help sentiment nearly across the board. Um, so that was kind of the big story out of Asia. Treasuries continue to come for sale. So you have 10-year yields up about 2.5%, 2.5 basis points this morning. Um, you know, I will say that 10-year yields are below the high that they hit Monday morning, so they got up to around, um, uh, you know, one point three nine percent Monday. So they're below there, um, and I continue to think that the Treasury sell-off, um, you know, is looking a little extended. So I would not be surprised to see a rebound in Treasuries. I think the bar to spur a rebound in Treasuries is very low. Um, you know, a, a, a tepid PCE or even a PCE in line with expectations on Friday, um, you know, could do the trick and spark a rebound. Um, obviously, then that begs the question, then should investors just dive right back into momentum stocks? And I don't think that they should. Um, you know, you are seeing Bitcoin rebound this morning. You're seeing some of the very high profile momentum stocks like Tesla rebound. Um, you know, I would caution against diving right back into momentum stocks very aggressively. Um, you know, to the extent you do see a treasury rally, it's not going to bring yields anywhere near back to where they were before. Um, and that will keep a lid on on growth names. So I think momentum rallies are to be sold into. Um, but that being said, I do think that, um, you know, I think the treasury sell-off is looking extended. And I also think some of the gains that you've seen in, you know, the quote unquote reopening names um, are looking a little extended as well, especially when one considers how much issuance that sector has been dumping on the market, both um, equity and fixed income over the last 12 months. So the enterprise values of these companies are really not much lower than they were before. Um, or, or certainly not as low as the stock price decline would suggest. Um, so that's kind of the price action for this morning. Um, you know, before jumping into just uh, uh, the macro themes, um, you know, I will just say that again, there's not really a, a lot of news that's occurring in terms of um, macro headlines overnight. Um, so not much to really talk about versus the close yesterday. Um, but that being said, just to kind of run through some of the big themes. So Powell on Tuesday before the Senate really did not say anything all that profound. Um, the Fed has been extraordinarily dovish for months. He, Powell stayed very dovish. He pushed back hard on commentary and concerns around inflation. Um, still very concerned about labor market, not even thinking about thinking about um, you know tightening policy, um, tapering quantitative easing, or certainly not raising rates. Um, you know the one key question that I think investors want an answer to. I certainly want an answer to is what what ten year Treasury yield level would the Fed consider too high, and what actions would it be prepared to take? Um, you know, to prevent yields from rising beyond that point. You know, Powell yesterday attributed the Treasury yield increase to, um, you know, increased optimism around the macroeconomic landscape, not to, um, you know, really, really um, dramatic concerns around inflation. But again, that that raises the question as what point on Treasury yield would, um, you know, would Powell say that it's no longer healthy and, and it's becoming um, an impediment to the to the rebound? 
Um, you know, that could get um, talked about today during um, his testimony before the House. But that's, I think, the real question that people want answers to. And that really was not talked about yesterday. So, you know, to me, I know a lot of the wires this morning are citing Powell for the rebound. But, um, you know, Powell's message stayed exactly the same as it was back when he spoke at the New York Economic Club. And then when he last provided, um, you know, the FOMC press conference, very much consistent um, as far as policy is concerned. On the U.S. fiscal front, the House is voting this Friday on their $1.9 trillion bill. They will pass it um, without any Republicans probably supporting it. It will then go to the Senate. The House bill that will pass on Friday will not be able to get through the Senate. So you're going to have to have some type of an editing process um, that could likely bring the price tag down a couple hundred billion dollars to around, let's call it $1.6 trillion. Um, you're probably going to have the, the uh, minimum wage stripped out. Uh, the minimum wage hike proposal stripped out. But Biden is very likely to sign into law a bill around $1.6 trillion, most likely by the middle of March. So you're already hearing now Democrats talk in Washington about what comes next. So remember, the $1.9 trillion is just part one of Biden's plan. There is this big build back better um, spending bill that could be worth as much as $3 trillion. That's over 10 years, so about $300 billion per year. So not as large as this $1.9 trillion, which is essentially all in one year. But you are starting to hear a lot more talk about infrastructure spending. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders is already talking to the White House about it. Schumer yesterday talked about how infrastructure spending will be a big priority once this $1.9 trillion gets out of the way. Um, you know, as I've been writing about for a couple of weeks, I think that investors should temper their expectations on infrastructure spending. You're already seeing the appetite for these types of huge deficits. Um, it's starting to abate even among certain Democrats. And remember, Dem- uh, Democrats in the Senate have no spare capacity. They need everyone on board um, in order to pass legislation, even if they're going to use reconciliation. And so I just think that um, especially if you have COVID that continues to proceed along the present track, um, you know, there just will not be the appetite come the spring or summer for another massive blockbuster um, deficit bill. So um, you're going to hear a lot more talk over the coming weeks and months about infrastructure spending, infrastructure spending. It's certainly obviously helping a lot of the cyclical stocks. I would just think, I think at the end of the day, though, you're really not going to see um, you know, a really revolutionary piece of legislation getting passed on that subject. Um, in terms of COVID, it's very much the same. You know, the backdrop on COVID remains very bullish um, in terms of the trajectory of the pandemic. This is quickly becoming um, a consensus view as people appreciate the, what the statistics are saying in terms of transmissions plus the pace of vaccinations. Johnson & Johnson should get uh, emergency use authorization this Friday. You're going to see the supply of vaccines increase dramatically over the coming two months. You're likely to see herd immunity achieved by the beginning of May. Um, clearly, this is uh, feeding into the rally you're seeing in reopening names. Um, so that's really not, I think, um, anything terribly surprising. I will say that the positioning, at least as far as reopening is concerned, um, does not seem very heavy. So I think that's why you're continuing to see a lot of these stocks um, trade very well. And any type, you know, you saw a brief sell off yesterday morning, um, the names rallied back very strongly. So I think a lot of that has to do with positioning where people just aren't as exposed to the, um, you know, the epicenter of the, of the crisis, the epicenter names, um, as they would like to be given, given how news flow is, um, is progressing. So that is um, all the macro landscape for today. There are a bunch of micro items to note. I have all the details in the piece this morning. I'm not, I don't really have time to go through everything, um, but you had Square earnings out last night, um, Toll Brothers earnings out last night, and, and a bunch of others. So I have all the details in the piece this morning. Um, just looking at the calendar quickly for 
Wednesday. So you have Powell, part two of his testimony. He'll be before the House. That starts at 10 a.m. The Senate is going to hold a hearing focused on infrastructure and infrastructure spending. That starts at 10.15. You have more earnings. So the big ones this morning are Lowe's and TJX. After the close, the big ones are Booking, booking Booking.com, NTAP, and NVIDIA. A couple more analyst meetings. Um, And then Biden also will be making an announcement today on U.S. supply chains, especially as it relates to China. There's articles about how you know, the objective is to, um, you know, remove China from critical U.S. supply chains, whether it be semiconductors, um, uh, electric vehicles, medical products, et cetera. Um, you know, I think that's going to be more in terms of, um, you know, I think the headlines will get a lot more attention than the underlying reality. There's really not going to be a lot of, um, you know, dramatic policy change with regards to supply chain. But clearly, Biden is continuing along, um, you know, a lot of the Trump path as far as policy towards China is concerned. Uh, And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.